Welcome to Let's Keep Driving, a weird travel podcast where me and my friends, we sit around in a room and we talk about places off the beaten path, the history around them, and then debate at the end of it whether we would go there or not. Doesn't that sound like so much fun? It sounds like the most amazing fun time I've ever had. Yes, and I'm joined by my two guests today, James. That's me. And Ashley. (laughs) That's also me. That is her. And uh, just so you know... Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Thanks for giving us a click, giving appreciate us a play. Appreciate it. We appreciate it. And now we are on iTunes. So you can go listen to us on iTunes. Wow. You can download us on iTunes. And you know, if you're a super fan, you can leave a review on iTunes. You know, just say anything. You know, anything you want. We like unicorns. Uh, James told us to put a review here, even though he didn't actually say that. I did not. Uh, but you know, but you could definitely, you know, I'll say it now. Put a put put a review on iTunes, people. Help us get on the charts. Yeah, put us on the map. Put us on the map. And if you're on SoundCloud, you can follow us and uh, give us a little like. You know, every like helps. It makes us feel very special and warm and fuzzy inside. We, we cry us, ourselves to sleep a little less with each like. Yeah, I, last night I, I looked at the, the thing and I couldn't sleep because I wanted one extra like. So if you could just carefully just go in there and just click it, and I'll I'll get it's like Nyquil, Nyquil for me. That's you know it's good for me. So and then we also have a Facebook page that's attached on the SoundCloud. You can you can go like us on Facebook, get updates, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're on Stitcher and a bunch of other streaming sites. And if, if you listen to podcasts, we're there. You were there. Well, not everywhere. We're not on Spotify yet. Yeah. Yes. Help I us keep, get on the map. I keep forgetting Spotify's podcast now. Yeah. I would love this on Spotify. I know. So many Make it happen, people. Make yeah. it happen. So, that's it for amazing life changing announcements. So, now we're going to jump into the place. You guys like California? I mean, we are film majors. We yeah. are film so majors. Eventually, we'll probably have to go there. That's I have been there. And, dens- and destination is yeah. California. So California. we're going in a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. California is the place we're going to today. We're actually going to Los Angeles. Um, go figure. Wow. Yeah, coincidence. Is, this, is, is this weird off-the-beaten-path place just Hollywood? Because yeah. it's not off-the-beaten-path. No, it's a place in Hollywood that you've seen, but you don't know the name of. So Is it the Wax Museum? Nope. Is it Planet Hollywood? It is not Planet Hollywood. It's Planet Hollywood. It's Planet. Planet Hollywood is a disgusting B-grade <laughs> restaurant. Is Planet Hollywood still open? They shouldn't be open. It's I feel like it is. I does, went to... Does Arnold Schwarzenegger still go there all the time? Because he, for a while, I, I mean, maybe he still does, had, he, like, owned a large portion of it. Oh, I hope he doesn't. If he's a smart businessman, like I think he is, <laughs> Planet Hollywood is like Applebee's if you took out all the charm and flavor. So it's just Applebee's. No, you take that back. Applebee's is a, a fantastic It's a poor restaurant. man's Applebee's? No, Applebee's is... Applebee's is a poor man's restaurant. No, it isn't. Don't say that. Do you, are you anti-Applebee's? Listen, Applebee's... What is, if they hear this and they want to sponsor um, us, but they won't because of you? You know what? You're not really missing out. Applebee's, you are a fantastic, delicious Applebee's brand. is literally just kind of like the blandest restaurant. It just... Did Applebee's not, hurt you? No, it's not even Did that Applebee's, Applebee's, Applebee's is bad, but it's like Applebee's and Denny's are on the same level. Do you and, not like Denny's? And that if you're going there, it just means you don't have like good restaurants in your area. Wow. And if you do have good restaurants wow. in your area, why are you at Denny's we, and Applebee's? Denny's is awesome. Two dollar pancakes. Shout out to Denny's for their two dollar pancakes. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> Denny's is where you end up when you've lost control of your life at three in the morning. <laughs> okay. Speaking of losing control, I'm gonna try to rein it back in. 
<laughs> so, so the place we're going to talk today you is called... so many subscribers because I just trashed those two restaurants. I sure somebody... You, it, we took many sides. I'm sure somebody's happy, somebody's mad. Or they enjoyed it. They thought it was a funny rant. You know, it's okay. We're going to be fine. <laughs> um, so, the place we're talking about today is called Griffith Park. Does that sound familiar to either of you? Uh, vaguely. You've seen it because it's home to the Batcave, a hiding place... Uh, for people in the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers and features as a Klingon colony in Star Trek. So which Batcave? The one with Adam West where it's like da-da-da-da-da-da and he rides out like... Oh, when he rides out? And they put the bush behind the... Yeah, that's... Oh, that's cool. What kind of Star Trek are we talking about? This is like original 1960s. Oh, that's my favorite. I love original series. Nerd! Nerd. Uh, yeah. Do you know the the episode number that the Klingon colony is featured there? So, not a real fan. I've seen every episode, though, on more than one occasion. I've literally only seen, of every Star Trek series combined, I've only seen one episode. You, we watched Next Gen. Yeah, it was, I was so bored. I was so bored. <sighs> it was boring. I'm more worried about losing fans from that comment. Uh, I stand by my statement. No. Yeah. Star Wars is over Star Trek. Whoa. Whoa, them fighting words. Careful. I love Star Trek. I know, you nerd. Okay, so. you're a pacifist. <laughs> Pacifist. You know, just trying to find a peaceful solution to everything. That's not what I watch movies for. Speaking of pacifism, <laughs> I'm going to support pacifism in real life. Oh, mm-hmm. I, just, I just want that on the record. I'm not supporting real life violence. Somebody's going to listen a, to this. I'm against like real life violence. James Ernst and just I get, I get off the task all the time. It's okay. I'm bringing us back. So, in the mid 19th century, you know, California, it's like. It's a place, you know, it's mostly desert, mostly, like, you know, a couple bright spots here and there. Los Angeles is nothing, though. And it's it's owned by Spa- uh, Spanish influence, Spain, like it's Mexico, that kind of area. Um, and the, we're gonna, I'm going to introduce you to a, there's a, there's a guy, a uh, wealthy bachelor named Don Antonio Velez. You know, if I've ever heard the name of a wealthy bachelor before, that's it. Yes. That's the name. He is the, he's got a lot of land. He lives on a ranch. Just imagine he wore white suits all the time. He wore white suits. He probably has like a like like a little like hat kind of. Like, yeah. A little hat doesn't describe it. Like like a fedora. I know. I knew yeah. that the second you said hat, I was like, you're right. He does have specifically that kind of hat. That hat. And he chews cigars. And also when he's there, he looks he's out on like his guy. balcony. He looks down and he sees his little housekeeper and his niece. Oh, he lives. No, he lives there. He sees his housekeeper. And then also like playing in the yard is like his niece whose name is the most... I've never heard this name before, and I literally looked... I was like, this can't be right. And I looked, I was like, it's right. I'm really hoping he's just about to say a really common, bland name. Petronalia. Damn. Petronalia. Yeah, that's a weird... Petronalia. I'm going to call it Petronalia, because that's the best I I can do. It's literally pet, and then Ronalia. So Petronalia. Really it's literally about. one of the worst names I've ever heard for a really girl. I've heard hoping. the name Petra in a book, but yeah. not Petra. Petra. Not Petra. It, I, but, like, but yeah. I don't mean to Maybe be mean. Maybe Petra is short for Petronalia. Maybe. But, like, this is, like, one of the worst names for a woman I've ever read in my life. Like, you know, like, and I know that's, like, a weird thing. It's just so, like, ugly. The <laughs> name, like, look at the way this, it's spelled P-T-R-A-N-I-L. P-E-T-R. Oh, P-E-T-R. Where we at? Look at this. Look, oh, there we go. Just, just look at the way that looks. It, like, flops Petro- on the page. Petronilla? Petronilla. It's even worse when you say it like that. Yeah, but that's how it's spelled. 
Wait, it's Spanish, right? Yeah. It's, so it's probably like Petrania. There's no way I'm going to... Um, two Petronalia. L's in Spanish makes a Y sound. Okay. So... That makes a lot more sense. So, Petronalia. Spanish. Petronalia? Wait, what did you say? I see, I see. I'm just going to call her Pet. Uh, Petronia. No, I'm going to name her... Petronia. I'm, de- I'm still butchering the pronunciation because I don't have the I, accent. I hope but someone will correct us later and be double, like... Double, double... I do know that for a fact. Okay. Double L is a Y I took in French Spanish. and sign language, so that's the extent. I have no, no Spanish. No, nah, mi espanol es así. I'm just going to call her P. That's, it's just okay. Okay, P. Yeah. Uh, just to make it easier for me. So... No th- bueno. <laughs> Raining it back in, man. Raining it back in. No. Um, so... Lo siento. <laughs> Lo siento. Despacito. That means I'm sorry. It's okay. It, it, we all make mistakes here. You learn new languages listening to this podcast. Yeah. Forget, forget Rosetta Stone. Come to keep on driving. Keep on driving and watch Frankie Butcher names. Or listen to Frankie Butcher names. Um, so, in 1863, something, something sad happens. He, uh, Does Petronilla the, die? No, the Don. Petronilla. He's dying. He's oh. dying of smallpox. Which oh. is, you know, classic America. Classic America. That's why you get when you don't vaccinate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was the early, the early uh, anti-vaccination, uh, clearly, Don. So he, he's a victim of, uh, he's just a victim of smallpox. But, you know, there's one guy, he's like a local politician, and his name is Antonio Coronel. And he came, comes up to uh, Velez, like, his place, and he's like, I'm going to drop your will. And then uh, Cornell and his lawyer claimed that Les gave, like, the document, the document they made, the will they made, left the ranch to the politician and left nothing for P, basically. He got ripped out of the deal, essentially. But others say that a stick was attached to the ailing man's head and it was forced to make him nod as the will was being read out loud for his approval. That's some Weekend at Bernie shit right there. I don't know how true that is, but, but it sounds hilarious. Weekend at Bernie's is great. I don't know what do you have you seen it? No, I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's. Well, that's so you don't understand. I know the premise. It's it's just such a bizarre movie that should have never been made, but you're glad it did. I mean, he's not dead. Weekend though. Weekend at Bernie's too, though. It's a different story. Uh, we know how you feel about Weekend at Bernie's too. It's not good, but also he's not dead. Like, they're poking this man who's half alive with a stick to make it look like... Like, this is how the legend goes, so they might not even have done this, but just the idea that somebody oh, wrote it down... I hope they did. I hope... I hope had, has stick... Like, prequel to they turned him into a Muppet, yeah. essentially. They turned him into a living Muppet. And, uh... So then, according to local legend, P, oh. she swears a curse on the land. Oh, yes. Yeah, she says... The substance of the Falez family shall be your curse. The wrath of heaven and the vengeance of hell shall fall upon this place. And then the Cornell, he swiftly gives away the property to his lawyer. So, like, you know, okay. I guess they're, they're like, whatever, crazy niece. I mean, I'm assuming. Woman. Wait, how old is she? I don't know. Oh, okay. I suppose you... <laughs> when you said niece, I was thinking, like, a little girl, yeah, but then yeah. I was like, wait. I mean, time passed. little girl, like, hexing people? I mean, like... Why not? Are you can, saying little girls can't be witches? They can do whatever they want. They can be... Yeah. Grow up to be whatever we, they want. We, we empower young women on this on this podcast. Okay. Yes. If they want to curse people, go ahead then and do they, it. Got, they got the power to do so. And you know what? A curse they did, because the lawyer... 
was shot and killed while celebrating oh. the land oh. sale of water rights. Oh. Yeah. And this would start a, a recurring theme with the land that would be known as Griffith Park. Uh, it's cursed, allegedly. I mean, I'm okay. assuming the curse kind of you know died out because I'm unless you got some unless you got some weird like Adam West Batman behind the scenes stories, they, shot, to, okay. they shot Batman so there. The first thing you have to understand: Griffith Park is huge; it's massive. Yeah. So like the Hollywood sign is like part of Griffith. Park, but everything underneath it, a lot of that is all Griffith Park too. It's all hiking trails and that. So not the entire park is cursed? Or is the entirety well, of the park? Well, things have happened all over the park. Okay. So I would say the entirety of it, if you believe in curses, the entirety of it is cursed. So the next owner, he attempts to turn the ranch into a dairy business, but the cattle died. Nice. Yeah, and then grasshoppers and fires demolish the crops. Oh. Yeah. Plague. Yeah. Like really bad. Yeah. So obviously, I, I just imagine the grasshoppers are the ones who started the, the fires. Fire. Yeah. They started like, a small fire. Arsonists. Yeah, they just came in and was like, "Fuck this place!" <laughs> and just like threw Molotovs. Yeah. All I literally think is building. like, how do you explain that to the person you're selling the land to next? Because you have to explain like, so there was a witch. She's cursed the land. You know how it is. One of these. Bitches be crazy. The cattle died. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Anyway, uh, we're looking around like 50000 for retail price. We're wondering if you maybe come up for you know, something nice like that. And actually, the next buyer, uh, his name is Griffith J. Griffith. You know, I feel like this is the guy who... Wait, I feel like his parents wait, wait. were like, yeah. let's name this kid Griffith. <laughs> He, so, this is how I'm going to describe... Let's <laughs> name this kid. Uh, well, I mean, there like, was no joke. I just want to imagine the parents were like, his name's Steven Stevenson. His name's... Like, his name is literally Griffith, literally Griffith J. Griffith. Griffith J. Griffith. Yeah, they were not original. No. Yeah. I mean, at that time, you know, you, you have so many kids, half of them die Yeah, off. what if, like, he's, like, one of 12, and he was the 12th kid, and they literally gave up? Like, my mom is the youngest of five, and she was born in June, and her name's June. So my mom just feels like we could figure out what to name her. She's I mean, born in June. Let's just call her June. My dad's the youngest of ten, and he got a real name. <laughs> What's his name? Dan. I mean, Griffith is Dan's a real name. Though. Yeah, but they all have boring names. So. Sorry, sorry Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma. It's not that they're boring. It's just very common names. I have, my name's James, so it's pretty common as well. Oh, I love that your grandma listens to this. That's sweet. She probably doesn't. Oh, that's... She definitely doesn't. Oh, that's really sad, then. Um, but just on the off chance that on somebody chance. from my family mm-hmm. happened to hear it. Okay, understood. So... I've shared it on Facebook, so they've had, they have, they've had the opportunity. Not they have had the opportunity. Because she's not on Facebook, because she's, like, 94 years old. I mean, oh, she could grandparents. be. Mine are all dead. <laughs> she's the only one left. <laughs> <laughs> love you, Grandma. <laughs> So <laughs> <laughs> today would have been my grandfather's birthday. Actually, it was a leap day, baby. So technically, so it would have been it would have been yesterday. No, technically, it would have it been today. No. It would have been the 29th. I can. Yes, it was the 28th. If your birthday is the 29th, then and it's not a leap year, you we celebrate the 28th. That's how it works. I called up. I called up my friend Ian, and I was like, I didn't call him up. I texted him, and I was like, Happy birthday, happy one quarter birthday, and he was like, Thanks. Anywho, right? so uh. Griffith, he looks like a guy that went to a fraternity in, like, 
the early 1800s and likes the word bully a lot and kind of looks like Teddy Roosevelt's rejected brother without a mustache. Okay. Um, that's that's how I would describe Boy. him. And he purchases Rancho Boy. Los Feliz in 1882 and he starts a farm there. Do you yeah. want to guess I mean, what's on the farm? I'm going to guess dead cattle. Ostriches. Oh. Yeah, he starts an ostrich farm. Cool. And it doesn't take long before the local population, that, you know, they start to get opinionates of him. They, he's a very interesting character. Uh, for example, yeah, he's got ostriches. Uh, there was a Mike Ever- Eberts, a professor at Glendale Community College and author of Griffith Park, A Cen- Centennial History. He says he was deliberately flashy and used to parade around with a cane and a frock coat. Nothing. What does a frock coat look like? Uh, it's a fancy coat. I can Not exactly positive what the actual frock coat is, but I think you can look that up. Probably. This is what Google was I kind of imagine, like, if he's flashy, he, like, comes riding to town on one of his ostriches. Like, he <laughs> yeah. just has, like... Like, he doesn't have a car. He's got, he like, just rides on ostriches. He doesn't ostriches. have a car. He just rides an ostrich, and he has, like, a special, like, saddle to ride the ostrich and just comes into town. That literally was the most California thing ever. Like you can picture, that sounds like a commercial for like something like a cheap wine. Yeah. Like a and it's trying to be really Spanish, even though it's probably made in like Minnesota. Yeah, you make a, like a Dos Equis commercial. The most interesting man in, in the, the world, world like rides in on an ostrich. And an ostrich, and he's got like a cane, and he's whipping it around. He's the most interesting man in the world. He rides. He takes an ostrich into the town. It's like one of these coats. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, Civil so it's, it looks kind of yeah. like uh, Civil War. It's, it's like, it's like velvety material. Style of the time, I guess. Yeah, at the time, like yeah. He, he basically looks like he's like cool, basically. Yeah, he's like, a pitch and wearing one. Yeah. yeah. He has a mustache. Okay, so he looks kind of like. Looks like, like the people who are in Westworld. Looks fancy. It does kind of look like a Teddy Roosevelt kind of coat. I love Westworld. Because he watched it without us. I watched all yeah. 10 episodes in two days. That's a lot. I know. That's, That's a hardcore binge. <laughs> And uh, so, basically, Griffith, uh, due to, like, the poverty of his youth, he wanted to be seen as successful. So, like, he, I feel like he would oh. be the type of guy that would ride down on an ostrich. With, he was like, like Gatsby, where he grew up poor, and then he's, like, through all the flashy parties. I mean, he doesn't throw parties, this guy. I know, but, but like... Same idea. He's right, if he's flashy, mm-hmm. he's showing up on, on an ostrich. Yeah. So, one acquaintance described him as a midget egomaniac... Wait, was he a midget? Nope. Okay. Another as a roly-poly, pompous little fellow who had an exaggerated strut like a turkey gobbler. I'm assuming he's short now. Was he short and fat? No. He's not even that fat. Like, he's just a, he's a normal-sized dude. Like, I literally think that's my favorite line that I've ever read on this podcast. A roly-poly. Like- Can I read it again? Yeah. yeah. A midget egomaniac... A roly-poly, pompous little fellow who had an exaggerated strut like a turkey gobbler. Turkey gobbler. I literally love, like, like classic insults because, like, it's he's so basically called a short guy whose ego does not fit him. Yeah. And a roly-poly, pompous little fellow... I don't understand the roly poly part, but I get the pompous little fellow. He must. The melody I'm saying, he had to have been yeah, short. short. Or is it like Napoleon, where the English were like, "This dude's short," but he was actually like regular height. Yeah, I mean, there's. Sh- he's apparently, by all accounts, a dick uh, okay. and a bit of an egomaniac. That that is correct because he uses the title of Colonel. 
but he's not one. But he's not a colonel? But official records of military service, which support this uh, rank, they never found any records of him being a colonel. So was a KFC colonel an actual colonel? Uh, no, he was uh, governed by the state of Kentucky twice. Okay. I might be covering him on this podcast shortly because I have really? an Colonel ins- Sanders. I have an yeah, entire Colonel Sanders. Thing. Colonel Sanders is an actual colonel. Yeah, I have an entire. He's an interesting person, and I really want to talk be, about. I want to be on the Colonel Sanders podcast. You, you Did got you it. find out the spices? Uh, no, the because they're secret. secret. I don't want to reveal though, because we're gonna get to him. Okay. That okay. man is so interesting. Okay. He is like, I legitimately was googling him. And I was like, this man is like. At first, I was like, oh, it'll be like a cutesy story. And then you start to read the things he did before he was Colonel Sanders. And you're okay. like, this man is insane, and it was awesome. But you know, Griffith is also insane <laughs> because evidence suggests the only military title he ever held was Major of Rifle Practice with the California National Guard. I mean, he was a major. No. <laughs> that's like ra- ra- rifle practice. That's not, like, he's not really a soldier. He's never yeah, been a soldier. He, like, showed up to, like, two meetings for the National Guard and went, like, all right, boys, call me Colonel. And, like, so he, so this man is calling himself, he's a fake colonel who owns an ostrich farm, and... You're only allowed to be a fake colonel if you own a chicken restaurant. I mean, listen, you don't understand what Colonel Sanders went through. You don't know I his don't. life, Frankie right? does. Know his Once life. you understand you his, his life. life, you'll understand. He deserves to be the colonel, goddammit. You you will understand. So, do-do-do-do-do. Although ostrich feathers were commonly used in making women's hats in the late 19th century, Griffith's purpose was primarily to lure residents of Los Angeles to his nearby property developments. I should mention... Lure people? He's okay, not a serial killer. No, I'll explain why he wants to do that. So, at the time, they had this weird trend in women and women's fashion where they would literally put anything on hats. Okay. I mean, Anything. Like, it was, like, taxidermy was not just, like, stuffing and mounting things. It was, we're going to put, like, geese on hats. We're going to put, like, rodents on hats, like Have squirrels or something. ever been to Hat Day at a racetrack? What is Hat Day at a racetrack? It's a day everyone's encouraged to wear hats at the racetrack. <laughs> okay. And it is still like that. It's still like that? People, people and they have, like, hat contests. Because you know how, like... Is race, this in Cahos? No, nah, this is in Saratoga. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. Like the Saratoga race course. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so you know how basically like horse racing has like two demographics, which is people who think they're far fancier than they are and the people who just want to show up and gamble and drink beer? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the people who think they're far fancier than they are show up on hat. Well, they're there all the time. <laughs> but specifically hat on hat day, they're wearing these ridiculous hats. Like, and they and they and they get uh, enter contest to see who has the craziest hat, mm-hmm. and they win prizes about their hats, and it's weird. It's this weird. sounds like a tradition that was started like a long time ago. Yeah, that they've just kept up, and nobody's bothered to like, you know, it's kind of like one of those things where it's like it's tradition, but nobody actually thinks about how ridiculous it is. Like the polar bear plunge, like in March. Oh which, yeah, so, that's that was stupid. so. So I did some research. There wasn't enough to do a whole episode on it, but I did some episode research for the polar bear plunge, and it was like they thought it was like healthy to jump in ice cold water and to show off masculinity, like by jumping into water. So there's like pictures of these guys like in like the nineteen like twenties eighteen hundreds looking style bathing suits, like 
like this, strolling in, like with their arms up, like full posture up, like like literally looking like a like a ridiculous like curly mustache gym person running into the water of Coney Island. That's how you get yeah. pneumonia. Yes. Well, like that's what they used to do in insane asylums is they would drop people in cold baths to like try and cure them. So they they sell cold water as like let's cure these people and dump them in cold water. So so I it mean worked. it's better. Oh, it's no. better the logic than let's take this metal rod and shove it into your brain. Did that work? No, but that, but that sounds ingenious. Well, yeah. Why uh, wouldn't you want it? <laughs> Believe it or not, lobotomies didn't work. Well, you okay. mean stabbing a person in the head Man. a bunch of times <laughs> causes brain issues? What? 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 Yeah. You, you know, guys, do you guys have you guys ever heard the stories behind the dude who invented the lobotomy? No. Isn't it has to do with housewives? They're like, hey, she doesn't want to be a housewife. Let's go to the lobotomy. Stay I mean, home. I mean, that's not that's not what the guy invented them for. But well, that's what they became. Well, he genuinely thought it was like a cure. Yeah, I mean, most medical people generally think that yeah. their terrible practices are yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't go uh, either way and go like, like, I'm going to make something that's going to fucking I'm, suck. I'm going to partially plug another podcast slash Amazon series. Okay. Because uh, Lore did a really interesting episode on the lobotomy and the okay. dude who created the lobotomy. Okay. And basically how, because once you got lobotomized, you weren't the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, they like lost, oh, fuck, what was it? They like lost their kid. And, like, the wife couldn't take it anymore, and she wanted to be lobotomized. So, like, he had to, like, he had to, like, the moral debate of, like, because he knew, it had gone so far that, like, he knew what he was doing. So he had to, like, the moral debate of, like, should I lobotomize my wife? You know. It's nuts. Fun stuff. <laughs> that That's dark, but I like it. I mean, I like really dark yeah. stuff. And did he lobotomize his wife? I don't remember. Uh, so I feel like that's a dick husband. You'll have, you have to, you'll have to either watch... The, the Amazon episode on it or listen listen to the podcast. That sounds pretty cool. Lore is an extremely popular podcast. I, uh, plugging them means nothing. <laughs> okay. They should plug us. This yeah. Be the other way around. Hey, Lore. Um, so, as I was saying, Griffith, he would, like, lure them out mm-hmm. to the his nearest property developments and the appeal was he wants them to buy the property developments, but also uh-huh. they're supposed to be haunted by the ghost of Antonio Velez. So, you know, he actually has an account of this. Uh, I'm just going to read it to you. Okay. And I want you just, you know, if you have any questions, save it till the end of uh, till the end of the description because I think you're going to have a few. Okay. Griffith claimed that during a lightning storm, uh, a huge amount of trees. Uh, wait, what? Oh, there we go. During a lightning storm, a bunch of trees come down, and it sent a wall of water cascading through the canyon, ruining much of the ranch. And according to his own account, ranch hands claim they saw Felez's ghost riding the waves down a hillside, cheering his successor's demise. That's awesome. That's it? <laughs> Could you just imagine seeing a ghost, or just being a ghost, being like, man, I'm going to... Fuck someone's life <laughs> up, and then you just like you ride a wave of water through their land, destroying everything. Going like, yeah, fuck you. I'm just picturing him doing like the, when I hear That's riding, awesome. I think of like a horse, but it doesn't say a horse. So I just and now I have to picture him like slip and sliding down a hill, oh. 
like ghostly apparition flopping around on his I imagine stomach. he's just kind of like, like like a surfboard on top of the water. <laughs> like, yeah! Well, if he's like riding like all the dead ostriches that have died and he has an <laughs> army of dead ostriches, <laughs> what if their souls can't move on? Yes. And that's his army. Not the army of the living undead, but like the dead. Just, an just army animals. of like Dead, dead animals that have died on the property. Seems, yeah, most mostly it's, it's the victims so far have been my only and that one guy who died from the water thing. Really, okay. my only question is yeah. like, that's not how like trees don't keep back water. I don't know. That's not how trees work. That's not how it works. That's not how yeah. any. Well, of I think the tre- the trees were like blocking the water. Something happened. The water. But came like in. trees, there's you can go around a tree. Yeah. I mean, listen. What? Trees don't make walls. I'm going to take a guess what? here Trees don't and say Griffith oh, may have been uh, not telling the truth. Was he drinking the sauce? Uh, We'll get to that. Oh, okay. We'll get to that. So, yeah. He's an interesting person, okay. like I said. So, the property eventually peaks, and Griffith donates uh, over 3,000 acres to the city of Los Angeles on December 16th, 1896, which he called it a Christmas present. What a dick. <laughs> That's like fucking egomaniac. Like, uh, like, hey, city, now you need some land. Here's a fucking Christmas present. Parcel of land. That just, like, I don't know. Ugh, just, that annoys me. I feel me. like he would be the guy who would be like, I'm going to donate some land. And then he'd be like, hey, guys, I want some tax breaks. I donated yes. some land. That's exactly. It was a bribe. It was a bribe. Be like, hey, let me do what I want. Here's some land. So the city, they, of course, accept the donation. And they make an ordinance to name the property Griffith Park in honor of the donor. And I have a quote here. It must be made a place of rest and relaxation for the masses, a resort for the rank and file for the plain people. Any reaction to that? The plain people. Yeah, yeah. the plain people. The poor people. Yeah, they're basically saying it should be or just for poor. maybe they mean the people of the plain. <laughs> Or no. they mean poor people. They mean, hey, they poor, mean poor people. They mean poor people. They're hey, basically people. trying to turn it into like a like an, a park, like for common folk, essentially. The plain people. The plain people. Uh, yes, the plain people that, need a place to go. Poor people. So then Griffith's life, after he sold the property, took a troubling turn, uh, and he hits the sauce. He hits it very hard. Okay. To the well, point where what was so troubling. I don't know, man. He sold land. That's a good thing. I, he didn't sell the land. He gave it away. He had his demons. Well, he shouldn't have given away the land. You know what? I'm connecting Some, everything to this land. He's so. haunted by the something. Something. Ha- I forget exactly what it was, but something happened. He basically, his drinking starts to get out of hand, and he starts to suffer paranoid delusions, including he was convinced his wife and the Pope were conspiring to poison him because he was Protestant and she was Catholic. I was going to say, I was like, was he Catholic if we're talking about the yep. Pope? That's why he thinks he was the, his he wife was and the she pope. Was she was Catholic. Yeah. And did she know the pope? Nope. They never met the pope. He just thinks that the pope. Yeah, but never Catholics have to marry other Catholics, right? So maybe like he thought know. the pope was mad at him. For do Catholics have to marry other? Catholics? I thought Catholics have to. Like marry. in traditional olden days, it was like taboo. He's also like really like. like well, this is like the 1800s, so I feel like Catholics yeah. would have yeah. to marry other Catholics. Well, it's basically he's he, he thinks that his wife and the Pope are trying to murder him because he's Protestant. I mean, everyone knows the Pope conspires to poison. Not the current Pope, because he's cool. Yeah. But, like, other Popes 
I mean, it just Definitely seems like kind of, a, kind of a low ball to go by. Like, that one <laughs> Wait, guy. He's so conceited that he thinks the Pope's after this one guy. Yeah, the Pope. The Pope. The Pope. Like, the Pope. That's, As like, time. conceited balls, man. Like, yeah. you think the Pope's after you? You're just one guy out in California. That would, that would Why would the Pope care about you? That would literally be like if I walked by a Burger King and said, man, fuck Burger King. And then I was like, oh, no, the Burger King CEO is now on a quest to murder me. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not, that's not how it works. It's quite a jump. Yeah. Um, so, while vacationing in Santa Monica on September 3rd, 1903, Griffith entered the hotel room with a revolver. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Fuck. He said to his wife, get your prayer book and kneel down and cover your eyes. I'm going to shoot you and going to kill you. What? Yeah. He wants to take care of the problem before the Pope comes along. I thought this was going to be a suicide. <laughs> like, you're like, suicide. No, he's just going to nope, kill just her. just going to murder his wife. So, Griffith shot his wife in the prisoner's oh. suite of the Arcadia Fuck. Hotel as she knelt on the floor before him. But the shot didn't kill her. Oh, so that's how we know what he said. That was my question. She was left disfigured and lost her left, her right eye. Oh, damn. Yeah, hold up, hold up. She got shot in the Face. Yes. And didn't die. She didn't die. Shout out. Shout out indeed. And th- she's not done. We're she, talking about the late 1800s, and she survived? That, well, this is yeah. 1903. Oh, oh, 1903. But still, this is impressive. We were probably still using lead balls, so. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> the shot, however, didn't kill her. She's left disfigured and lost her red eye. And then she jumps out of the window and landed on the roof below, fracturing her shoulder. But was able to crawl to safety through another window. Oh, oh damn. I love this woman. Shout out to her. Yeah, yeah right? Darn. So, after fleeing police, basically via bar hopping, so Griffith literally went to bars and just bar hopped till he got out of their that way. That's how the tradition of bar hopping started. <laughs> <laughs> no one knew it had a dark turn. So basically, he's fleeing via bar hopping, going bar to bar to bar to bar, just trying to avoid the police. As one does. And then Griffith, he starts getting tailed by a deputy named Longfellow, and he's tailed by him for Wait, about Longfellow. 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 Longfellow deeds. Yeah, just Longfellow. That's that's the only. That's name a funny name. His name is Longfellow, and for about ten miles, he tails him until he finally catches up with Griffith. So apparently, it was literally like he's walking behind him, trying to get to him. But he's like but he's walking just so ahead elusive of him. with all them bars. I know. I, that's the like. <laughs> I, I don't understand. So Is it weird that I I would just go to the last bar on the trail and be like, he's eventually gonna end up here. He's yeah, right? eventually gonna come here. We might as well. But just what like, if he goes home early? If he's bar hopping, Listen, he's not gonna stop. World's end, man. He's not gonna stop. Yeah, all you need is like two police officers, one to go to the bar he's going to be at, and then one to like. Just kind of make sure he goes to that bar. That's true. Yeah. I mean, they got him, and he was charged with assault with a deadly weapon with intent to commit murder, and the judge yeah. sends him to, want to guess how many? Life? Nope. One year. Nope. Fifteen. Probation. Nope. Twenty-five. Two years in San Quentin State Prison, instructing that he be given medical aid for his condition of alcoholic insanity. I'm telling you, it was going to be low, because, you know, you beat your wife, and you're like, eh. That's right, this was eight. It's okay. He her, though. He, he shot, shot her in the, in the fucking face. face. Yeah, but it still, it's like, I'm going to shoot my wife in the face. Let's give him two years. Well, it, was, the, it was the 1800s. The woman were barely considered people, though. Oh, wait, this is the early 1900s. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. This is 1900s. Well, That's also, they're, they're also uh, 
I love that. It, it's fucked up now. The times have changed. Yeah. It's not 1863 anymore. It's it, not acceptable. Um, so I think it, it has to do with the fact they were like, he drinks a lot. Give him a break. And they're like, all right, buddy. Boys will be boys. Bo- men will be men. I mean, haven't we all shot our wives in the face one uh, or two times? Who Classic. I, I can't imagine the divorce proceedings afterwards. It must have been fantastic. Um... When released from prison, he attempted to fund the construction of an amphitheater, observatory, planetarium, and a girl camp and boy camp in the park. However, his reputation kind of uh, put a stop to that because the city was like, we don't really want to be associated with a guy who shot his wife in the face. A girl camp? Yeah. Are you saying politics don't want to be associated with people... Who are known, who like attempt attempt murder? Uh, well, you know, I guess... You know, they didn't because they refused his money. Weirdly enough, politics in the early 1900s was cleaner than it is now. Mm. But you know, the odd part it is, though, eventually... (laughs) Eventually they said yes. Oh, never mind. I revoked my statement. Um, It was after he had died. But do you know the movie Rebel Without a Cause? Yeah. The Griffith Observatory. Oh, my God. I love James Dean. Okay. So, like... Griffith, Griffith made a big mark on early Los Angeles. He was like, like, land-wise, he was yeah. like, you can see his influence in all Hollywood movies because there's a lot of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So the Hollywood also, sign... For people who haven't seen Rebel Without a Cause, it's also in La La Land. It's a fantastic movie. True. I great. love James Dean. I love James I Dean I it. It's great. Great James <laughs> Dean Yellen. It's tearing me apart. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna say it. Tommy Wiseau remake, uh... That's why Rebel he has that. That's why he has Let's it in there. Let's yeah. do it. Because he loved James Dean. Yes. Tommy Wiseau loved James Dean. I literally know. only put that line in the in the room because he has a fascination with James Dean. I mean, have you ever heard the story about you? James Dean's car? Yeah. Have you heard the story about James Dean's car? What about it? You know how he was killed in a car accident, right? Maybe that. Yeah. You know how um, the pieces from that car, every car got put into, would crash and the owner of the car would die. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's a little murder car. Yeah, it's a murder. Oh, great. It's like Christine or whatever the name of the... Yeah, yo, Christine's awesome. Christine. She's she's a bae. She's a bae. Uh, the Hollywood sign... You heard it here, folks. Frankie wants to fuck a Plymouth. I don't want to fuck a car. Let's let's just clarify Not that. just any car. No. A Plymouth. It's not. I don't... All right. One. <laughs> no. Two. Plymouth? I'm pretty sure Definitely it's a Plymouth. not. I have no Is Christine clue. a Plymouth? Yeah, I'm gonna fact check this before someone like comments like James, go watch fucking Christine, and I'm like, because I've seen it. So, uh, you, know, does, you know what? Like out of all the killer cars, you know, maximum overdrive that truck. Oh my god, that face. I love maximum Monster overdrive. Monster Looks like a rejected green goblin in, in the, the truck. Monster trucks. Monster trucks. It's it's on it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Go watch it now, folks. I, I never will get your obsession with that movie. It's but so you good. You paid money to see that movie. <laughs> yeah, I went to the theaters. I paid money. And it did not disappoint. I'm so glad that you saw the box office bomb of last year. Monster it was Trust. literally... Paramount wrote off a $115 million loss for that movie yeah. before it was released. Because they didn't count on such dedicated fans of Monster Truck like you. Listen, I am single-handedly... Going to, get, going to get Monster Trucks 2 in, in production. <laughs> no, Mon- you're not. Monster, it's not going to happen. Monster if they trucks, lost money like Monster that? Trucks 2, no. more Monster Trucks. We that's a terrible mon- tagline, We put too. more monsters That's, that's the official the title trucks. of the movie. Monster Trucks 2, more Monster Trucks. Hashtag more Monster Trucks. Oh we God. put more monsters in the 
So the Hollywood sign. I already have a plot. What's your plot? I do want to hear. Okay. So Monster Trucks takes place in North Dakota. Okay. Okay. So, um, trip. You know, trips off at school. Whatever. He's he's watching the news and he sees that uh. There's that uh, there's like some weird shit going on in mm. South Dakota. Oh my god! <laughs> and and he's like, hmm, this Why? the destruction seen here is eerily similar <laughs> to what I what I saw um, the creatures be capable of in you know North Dakota because there's an evil group of of monsters the same types the same type of like whale squid monster things. Okay. In South Dakota, but but they're just they're just fucking shit up. Uh-huh. And they're led by Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf is their, is their, uh, their human buddy. You heard it first, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> and he's, and they're just going around causing mayhem, and he's like, whoa, whoa. Trip is like, whoa, 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 whoa. These guys are giving the monsters a bad name. I gotta go stop them. So he goes back to, to, to Creech, and he's like, hey, hey, yo, Creech, we gotta, we gotta go fuck up, we gotta go fuck up some monsters in South Dakota. So, so, you know, he gets into his truck, his 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 monster family comes and they get in their trucks and they go to South Dakota and they go and fight Shia LaBeouf and the evil evil I, monsters. I, there's so two things that I love about this. The <laughs> first is they named a character Trip is kind of amazing to me. Yep. The, I, the monster's name is Creech. Uh, Creech is okay with me. Trip is kind of like the, I, I don't understand why you would ever name your son Trip. Uh, and then the second thing is like South Dakota doesn't get enough representation. Yeah. In movies, no, so. I feel like South Dakota would have for this movie to be made just so. But you have to South plug Dakota South Dakota. Yeah. So, like, you would have to say, we're going to South Dakota in the we're, screenplay, like, 20 it's, times. It's a plot. Like, it's a plot element. South Dakota. Well, you would have to be like, we're going to South Dakota. Great wildlife and great nature. <laughs> you know and what like, I love? You know what state's my favorite? South Sim- Dakota. <laughs> it's like, we have to stop the evil monsters. They're really disrupting all the beautiful parks. In <laughs> <South> <laughs> <Dakota>. <laughs> yeah, like, pitch it to South Dakota and be like, we'll, we'll, we'll plug you if we can make a movie about you in South Dakota. So... I, I want to get back to this stuff because <laughs> oh, I want to move. And this. Christine was a Plymouth, oh, okay. a Plymouth Field, nineteen fifty eight Plymouth Field. I want to just clear up. I don't feel that way about Plymouths, or any cars. Specifically, Plymouths. What car are you? Into? No, no. Uh, the Hollywood sign <laughs> is also uh, it's right above the park, and it was built in nineteen twenty three with uh, reading Hollywood Land, and it was a promotional device for a local real estate developer. So this is, what? Yeah, you didn't know that. No. I mean, I knew I knew about Hollywood Land. Yeah, um, it was. A, it I didn't was know a it was a promotional yeah, thing no. for real estate. I just thought they just kept it up because they were like, "Yeah, it's cool." Oh, I literally just thought like that Hollywood was just a bunch of cocky fucks and wanted to put no. their name on a on a hill. No, it was just to promote things like everything in America. That's so interesting. Yeah, but uh, it's really cool. Is what happened to the land part of the curse? Uh, no. Okay, uh, so this is kind of. This is kind of serious, so I'll try to bring it up the levity after I talk about it, because there's no easy way to, like, this is like a sad kind of thing. This is not really an easy way to joke about it, because a person died. So on December, or September 18th, 1932, there's a woman. She's hiking below the Hollywood sign, and she finds a woman's shoe, a purse, and a jacket. Is this what I think it is? She opened the purse and found a suicide note. After which she looked down the mound and saw the body below. A woman reported her findings to the Los Angeles police and laid the items on the steps of the Hollywood police station. Which is very cinematic, by the way. Like, (laughs) 
she laid the items on the step of the Hollywood police station instead of taking them in, which is just like Listen, very cinematic. Everything in 1920s LA was cinematic. That is oh, actually, this was 1930. Yep. Everything in 1930s hey, LA was cinematic. Movies in the 30s were great. They were. So this girl, um, who do I really not have her first name? Well, her last name's Entswistle. She uh, remained unidentified until her uncle, with whom she had been living in the Beechwood Canyon area, identified her remains. And the police summarized that uh, she made her way to the nearby southern slope of Mount Lee to the foot of the Hollywood sign, climbed a workman's ladder to the top of the H, and jumped. She jumped off the H of the Hollywood sign. Damn, yeah. that's, a, that's a dedication. Yeah. Like, uh, she didn't have... She had a lot of time to reconsider, so yeah. she was... She had to hike out there dead and then go up the ladder and then go to the top of it. Um, and it's... So, the suicide note uh, read, I'm, af- I'm afraid. I am a coward. I am sorry for everything. If I had done this a long time ago, I would have saved a lot of pain. P.E. So... I'm sad now. Yeah. I mean, like... The curse is taken. If you believe in curses, this is an example of it. She was an actress that had moved to Hollywood during the Depression. Well, now it all makes sense. Yeah. yeah. She appeared in only one film, 13 Women, which was released after her death. Oh. It probably only got released because she died. That's literally, I kind of that. Yeah. And now here comes the weird part that I can't wrap my head around. So, uh, believe uh, her ghost is supposed to haunt the area. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, as they do. But, uh... Yeah. The smell of gardenia, her perfume scent of choice, has been reported to linger near her spirit. Oh. This is a weird one. I know. Isn't that weird? We have to know what that perfume smells like. Yeah. We go to the Hollywood sign and we're just like, what is that aroma? Oh, gosh. It must be a ghost of a woman that jumped off a thing by on and purpose. And you just kind of like smell. I don't know the name of any other perfumes, but that's not gardenia. Is it weird that I'm thinking it's the age and it's like it could represent heaven or hell? Oh. Symbolism. Well, symbolism. It, it's weird that, that you jumped cinematic. off the H. I don't know. Get out. Get out, James. How cinematic. No, don't leave. Don't leave yet. I was joking. We need you. We need you. Come back to the full. Come back. Come back to the full. So something that occurs often in Griffith Park is wildfires. But you're gonna say suicide. I you're mean, so suicide numbers. I, I'm sure maybe. Do it does, a lot of people jump off the Hollywood sign? No, is the Hollywood the only sign secretly like the Golden Gate Bridge? No, a lot of people jump no, off no, the no, Golden no. Gate Bridge. No, oh, she's the only person that's ever jumped off the Hollywood uh, sign. Oh, okay. Fun um, fact: Golden Gate Bridge, suicide capital of America. It is. Not to get like really morbid about it, but like to be fair, like if you're trying to kill yourself, I think the Hollywood sign is like the worst place to do it because they, they, it's not that high. Like it's like. I mean, it's high. But I mean, like, it was high enough to kill you. It's high enough to kill you, but it's not like, like if you really want to make sure you're dead, you... you Go to the Golden Gate that's Bridge. That's why people jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, because you either get sucked in by the, the currents, because the current of the... That's why Alcatraz... Nobody escaped from Alcatraz, because everybody drowns. No, so they never found the bodies. Yeah, there's those three prisoners that left the paper they, mache heads. Uh, they, they, they were never found, Frankie. They, they, died. Died. they, they were, were never, never found. found. I was out on the San Francisco Bay. They did not make it back in. They the, were never they were found. found. Either the sharks got them or the water got them. It's cold, too. Uh, San Francisco, people don't realize, like, it looks really, like, fun and happy. It's freezing. Listen. It was the middle of the summer, and I had to wear a sweatshirt and jeans, and it was very cold. Listen, Frankie, haven't you seen Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed? They, yeah. thought, they, thought, they thought the bad guy in that drowned. Nope. 
This is a was, really was, bad comparison. He was he was alive about a movie. and disguised as a female reporter. So Scooby Doo Two is a, a weird movie. It is a weird movie. It's also a bad movie. Uh, Not like Scooby Doo One. Scooby Doo One's a cinematic classic. <laughs> anyway, so twenty nine civilian conservation corp workers died in nineteen thirty three in a wildfire. And then another blaze tore through the southern area of the park in 1961, destroying eight homes and damaging many others. See, I wouldn't call this a curse as much as I would call this California. <laughs> it's a curse that, like, she, it, it's like dry land. But the whole state's dry. Yeah, but, like, it's not like It's not like if you leave Griffith Park, you're just in a fucking monsoon. That reminds me. But, like, I? wouldn't that be the curse? Be like, dry lands. It will never rain here. But she only cursed the park. So I went to California right before I first came to school. And they were, like, in the middle of the drought, which they're always in a drought. But it was weird going there because they were, like, like signs in, like, the hotel bathrooms being, like, 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 don't use... Save 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 the water, water, you dicks. Or whatever. Or, like, they, they, I know they had, they, in some park areas, they didn't have, like, like, public restrooms open. They would just have porta-potties because it was cheaper than, like, using the water because it was limited. It's just weird because it's very Mad Maxian where it's, like, like the post-apocalypse it's like after Sandy where they had the fuel like people were in line to get fuel at least where I live you guys live up further but during Sandy it was so bad like after the couple days after because all the power was out and people would just line up get to get fuel for generators and it got to the point where it was just like a line of people just waiting to get yeah I was unaffected yeah. yeah I'm from Syracuse so we yeah I'm like yeah. Albany well congratulations it was a time I saw Hotel Transylvania and Taken in theater, <laughs> I would never have seen those movies. Actually, it was Taken. Was it Taken two or Taken three? It, it doesn't matter. It, it wasn't good. It's it the, wasn't the good. The, I, the, the, story, the yeah. movies that were at the theater at the time were not worth seeing. And I went and saw them. Are they making another Hotel Transylvania? Yeah, it comes out this yes. summer. Why? Because they make a lot of money. Yeah. Do they really make money? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even see the second one. I saw the first one. But it's the second. One. I haven't seen the first one, but I've seen the second one. It's cute. Huh? Yeah. Well, I think that's, that sums it up in a nutshell. Speaking of cute, the largest was on May 8th, <laughs> 2007, when a ferocious wildfire ravaged over 800, or 8, it ravaged a lot of acres. I don't feel that like it's a fire, number. so cute. It was so adorable. It was the cutest I've seen a I've lot of seen. fires in my day. That, was, that the was the cutest one. Um, so this is a weird one. 1976... You know, one year after the uh, the uh, centennial of uh, America, you know, it's uh, October, it's Halloween night. Yeah, that's right. And uh, got a 22-year-old musician, Rand Garrett, and an inspiring actress named Nancy Jeanson, who were making love on a picnic table. As one as does. As one does. <laughs> and uh, then a tree falls on them and crushes them to death. What? Yeah. As, as yeah. one does. There's like one single tree crushes <laughs> them. A tree fell on them and crushed them to death. Literally, that tree could have fell anywhere, but it fell right on them. Yep. That's not a coincidence. Oh, I now believe in ghosts. The odds of that. I now believe in ghosts because of that. So, <laughs> what are the odds? Could you like? Oh, hold up. Okay. Trees don't just fucking fall over. <laughs> Was it like, just one tree? Yeah. Was it like cut? Or is it just like it just fell. Up, fell? It yeah. just fell. Trees don't just like fucking fall over like this. You most definitely have the fucking time to get out of the way. Listen. 
What if they're like really going at it? And they they must have really been bound. distracted. That's what yeah. I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Like that must have been like some like crazy intense intercourse because they couldn't hear a tree cracking and falling. I'm thinking if someone cut it, it was like someone was, you know, had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. They're like, <laughs> no, the ultimate revenge is I'm gonna cut this tree down and kill the lovers. In which case, still really going at it because it takes a long time to cut a tree down. Yeah. Um, I now believe in ghosts. That's. Literally one tree. Well, wait till you hear this. I believe they're stupid. So they eventually <laughs> they have to move the, the tree, right? Yeah. Because I mean, like it's on a picnic table. You know, they kind of want. You gotta get the wait. bodies. Well, no, they get the bodies. They just want to get the tree okay. off the picnic the, table. The, the picnic table. Oh, there's blood on this tree. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. There's a picture of it if you look it up. That's oh, a sturdy fucking picnic table. Yeah. yeah. What are the names of these people? Uh, just look up like uh, uh Griffith Park tree. Fall, sex, something like that. Which weirdest thing you can type into a search engine. So the workers who were initially went in to clear the debris from the falling tree, they uh they fell ill. And they were like Yeah, probably because of the fucking and bodies. Became strangely disoriented while they were there. The bodies were gone at this point. Oh. And then the head guy was like, Alright, you guys are a bunch of sissies. Like, if you if you guys can't do it, go home. I'll take care of it. And he took the chainsaw and he was about to cut it, and he had a heart attack and died. Oh, my gosh. What? Yeah. So, despite attempts, the tree has never been moved. Wait, wow, what? Wow, that table, seriously. The tree's there? Still yeah. there. Wait, how? No one's removed it? Nobody wants to. The yeah. last guy who tried to remove it had a heart attack and died with a chainsaw. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll go move it. I'm Let me see. good on that. Let me see. How is this tree still here? Nobody wants to touch it. I'll touch it. Wait, so like... First off, I wouldn't just move it. Where I, the I'd tree cut is, it up into pieces. It's like the end of the picnic table. Did they just get whacked in the head with a tree? I don't know. They died. It landed on them. Because it's yeah. towards the end. They could have cut like part of it off, too. Also, like... So they would have got, like, paled through the head with a tree. They died, basically. The yeah. Point is that. I mean, if a tree falls on you, you're going to die, but... If a tree falls, but the people die, did it make a sound? Somebody if a tree did. falls in the park and the only ones who heard it are dead, did the tree really make did a sound? Did the tree make a sound? I think it's Whoa. pretty clear it did. Um, <laughs> pretty clear it did. So, uh... Trees don't just fucking fall over. How did you not hear a tree fall? Like, how do you not hear a tree fall You were really into it, man. That's the only logical... They were thing. really going at it. Yeah. You know well, what? They, they couldn't have out. been really going at it because, like, at the end of the day, you're still on top of a, a picnic table, which appears to be, what is this, made out of wood? Mm-hmm. Shit's not was not comfy. I mean, you don't, you know. I I think you're you're kink shaming right now. Listen, if you get <laughs> off on having splinters in your ass, knock yourself out. Okay. Kink shaming. <laughs> um. So a creature is said to amble about, following people along the trail at night, and is described being able to leap great distances and contort its body unnaturally. Is it a griffin? It's a squirrel. It's a squirrel. Griffin. It's, it's a, a really it's a squirrel. big squirrel. No, um, it's a flying squirrel. Attack of the fifty foot squirrel. Yeah, that'd be. Is that a movie? It should be. It should be a movie. Well, there's Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman. Yeah, yeah, but who cares about women? I want to see a squirrel. <laughs> In October two thousand five, yep. what? <laughs> I just went. Yep. In October two thousand five, three men allegedly retreated from a late night excursion into the park. Which sounds like they, they were having butt sex or smoking weed. It, Why not both? They were doing guy both. stuff. Yeah. It just yeah. sounds weird. Like Which three men stuff. were retreating yeah. from a late night excursion into the park. 
What and, was this? Uh, well, actually, they were they were in the park late at night. They were there in the park. I know, but like time time. Two thousand five like, October. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah, they totally could have just been there doing bus stuff. And then they encounter a beast that had green skin and red hair, which is an odd combination. I just like to point that out. It is a Christmas colored beast. Yeah. It's pretty odd. Uh, Larpa, the internet poster who shared the tale, said that she was visited by the men immediately after their experience. Perhaps to prove that they weren't making the story up, she had the men each draw what they saw separately. With minor variations, she wrote that their sketches all matched what they had described. Well, now I need to look at... You really gotta start bringing pictures. I mean, like, I couldn't really find... Because, like, it changes from person to person what this thing looks like. So here's a description of it. Its legs were very long, as well as its feet, and it was taped taking huge strides as it made its way down the street, she wrote. Its back was bent back, and its neck was very long, and it was bent forward. They said no human could be bent like that. this thing was. Its eyes were black, but it did not have the whites as well. Oh, but it did have the whites as well. Okay. 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 More recently, an 11-year-old boy named Jack wrote on Weird California's website... That on which is weird. California is like the most like it looks like a, two, a website made in two thousand seven, but I love it. It's so so much fun. Oh shit! I just found I just found the site. You did? Yeah, weird I haven't California. found the image yet. Okay. Yeah, but um, so basically, you're right. It does look like what? It looks like it was made in like two thousand seven. Yeah, and uh, so he wrote on the site that. It, in 2009, he was visiting Griffith Park when he was chased by an unusually large coyote. Reaching the top of the hill, he saw another kid around his age and warned him about the coyote. I'm quite glad you warned me, the kid told Jack, then handed him an old firecracker. Here, take this. It's good luck. The kid then ran through some bushes and onto a small path. Fearing the coyote, Jack tried to follow him, but never caught up and never saw the kid or the coyote again. I don't know how true that is, because it's kind of a weird, like, I just find it funny that he's, like, the kid hands him an old firecracker. Yeah, that's weird. It's such an I odd. can't find pictures of the monster, and I'm very upset. Darn. Cody's actually, they're, they're a lot danger, more dangerous than people think. They've, they've killed people before. I assume they're dangerous. Yeah. yeah. The, they, they stalked a, a girl in, the, in, like, a forest. She was by herself, and they managed to... Like, it was either a pack or one, and they managed to take her out oh, and wow. kill her, um, which is insane. Do they do it because they wanted to eat her? Or just they were hungry. They're, oh, okay. they're uh, Just because they can. I mean, like, it it's a depends on each situation. Well, like, was it like they're in her, she, they're like, oh, she's, she's in, in our ter- 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 territory? It, I'm not positive exactly what it was, but, like, any animal, if, if they have to eat, they will eat anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's just human or animalistic nature. I was about to say human nature. It's like, just human yeah. nature. You know what you say. You know, we just eat what we eat. So, this is the most recent weird thing that I found. In 2012, two women walking their dog made a gruesome discovery uh, they, when they're hiking below the Hollywood sign. It was a severed head wrapped in a plastic bag. Dang. Yeah. So what's weird about it? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing was weird about it. They continued on their day, and that was all they broke. They just found a head. It was fine. Um, Are you saying the streets of L.A. aren't just littered with decapitated heads? I I mean, well, you know, up here, 
I, I mean, if you walk around Syracuse, I mean, maybe you'll see a leg or an arm, but I've never really seen a couple heads, so I would think it'd be something of note. Um, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So a day later, investigators scurred the scene, and they found more body parts. They found a right hand. I love how I held up my hand to demonstrate. Yeah. This is what a right hand looks like, folks. And you know, uh, they found I thought it was the other one, so it's good <laughs> And feet buried in a shallow grave. The left hand was found just hours after, according to the L.A. Times. A fingerprint test would identify the remains to belonging to a 66-year-old woman, Hervey Melody. God, how do I get this wrong? I'm just going to call her Hervey. Hervey? Yeah, Hervey. It's Spanish. I might be wrong. Hervey. Yeah, right? I always get the weirdest names on this Wait, podcast. Where is it? Um, oh, wow. That's legitimately Hervey. Yeah. Her, I'm just going to call her Hervey. So, okay. Hervey, she was a former Mexican Airlines employee, but no one knew who would wanted. Oh, it's a dude. For the longest time, I thought this was a woman. That makes so much more sense now. Okay. I'm sorry. I apologize. How did you get mixed up? I don't know. I have no idea. Why does it make no sense now? Anyway, I don't know. Are we sure it's not Harvey? No, it's Harvey. Or Harvey. I don't know. The E. I'm I'm saying it could be a typo. Could be a typo. Uh, So basically, the 66-year-old guy... He's a oh that's why because I read I read something else and that's what confused me. I'll explain later. Um, so sixty six year old Hervey, he's a former Mexican um, Airlines employee, but he didn't really have any enemies, so no one knew who would want him dead. It took police three years before they found the real killer, who was Gabriel Campos Martinez, Hervey's living boyfriend, who prosecutors said typed out an internet search on how to butcher a human carcass for human con- compens- consumption the day after he uh, Herbie was last seen alive. No one suspected the boyfriend? Uh, I don't know. Isn't that like the first thing cops are like, yeah. mm, the boyfriend did it? Well, Wait, what year was this? For human consumption? This was 2012. Oh. I mean, conviction is different than arrest. Yeah. Conviction is like... Because he was murdered in 2012, so I this think, would be 2015. Because people I? flag the sites people go on, so I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. how to eat bodies and dismember people would get flagged. You just type for a film after it. Well, True. you're assuming... That's what Jamie does. What you're <laughs> assuming is, like, all right, so, like, the guy dies, and then it takes police, like, they have to gather evidence, they have to question the people, so that takes, like, at least a couple months. Mm-hmm. Then they finally maybe hit the search thing. They're like, oh, okay, here we go. So but the they search was arrest. for human consumption. Yeah. But the whole body was there. No. Only parts. Left hand. Right hand. Both hands. And both feet. Both feet. And, and a head. head. So he ate the so body. Ate the torso and the yeah. legs. You know, it just seems like a lot of work to cut up all the pieces like that and then just bury them in the same place. It seems kind of like, an, it seems like just like an odd, like, rage kind of kill. But also, like, psychotic in a way. I feel like that's weird that he buried him below the Hollywood sign. No, I don't think that's weird. Most serial killers, like, they want attention for, like, oh, a killer yeah. like that. I feel like this guy... Because there's a lot of places you can hide a body. And yeah. Like, hey, Hollywood. Well, it's like, it, this guy has the tendencies. I don't know if... I don't think he's a serial killer, but he has, seems to have the violent streak of one. And, like... I feel like a lot of the times, they're just too lazy to dig the hole deep enough for us to, like, not find it. Yeah. Or they want it to be found. Yeah. Some people like like um, 
I'm trying to think who was really the BTK killer. Uh, he was find torture kill killer, ah. and he wrote like notes to the police because he was like an egomaniac and he wanted to, he Isn't found that it fun. Dennis Rader. Yes, that is Dennis Rader. Um, I only know that because my last name is Radder, and it's very similar. So, so when, one when people say Ashley uh, Radar, I was like, mm, nope. That's nope. not my name. I'm not, like, not, 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 not my name. Okay, so that is the wonderful curse of Griffith Park. However, we have two Yelp reviews for Griffith Park. Oh, yes. Yes. Yelp. I had come here looking to witness gay sex because I had heard that what went on here... I had heard that's what went on here. However, instead of witnessing gay sex, I witnessed a bunch of hipsters hiking. (laughs) I guess that's pretty cool, right? Question mark. Bahaha. Hipster bashing is bitching. (laughs) Wait, this guy was looking to have gay sex himself. Or watch people have gay sex. You don't have to leave your house. That's what the internet's for. Yeah, I'm... Because apparently Griff Park is like a reputation for like a hookup place for like I would gays. I literally would have laughed. He's like, I was looking for two people having gay sex, only stumbled upon regular sex, disappointed. That's the Yelp review. Went in for gay sex, found regular sex, very disappointed. My favorite part is the bah <laughs> hipster bashing is bitching. <laughs> Who is this person? I want to know more. I want to know about their life, why they went there to find gay sex. We'll just look up the... And why they were bashing hipsters. Why were they bashing hipsters? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, this sounds like... Take your artisanal coffee and shove it. This guy sounds like a hipster. Like, a hipster isn't it hipstery to bash hipsters? And also, you going out into the woods to witness gay sex, that sounds like a hipster thing. Because hipsters do things that, like, they strive to be, like, the opposite of, like, society. But yeah, society but it, loves bashing hipsters. Yeah, I don't know. But the weird thing is their, their, their quest to become, like, a counter-social, uh, like, counterculture has just yeah. become a culture. So. That's I true. don't know. I've only been up one trail here, and it slants right the entire way up! Exclamation point, exclamation point. Not good for your body! <laughs> Didn't enjoy. Maybe if I take another way up, I may change my mind. But for now, boo for Griffith Park. I mean, dot, dot, dot. There's a freaking merry-go-round here. Thought this was a park, not an amusement park. Did Tommy Wiseau write that review? What? Did Tommy Wiseau write that review? I just read that the way it was written. What? 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 No, I, I stand by my comment. I think Tommy Musel wrote that. First off, who complains about there being a merry-go-round in a park? Is he anti-merry-go-round? Maybe, like, a merry-go-round hurt him when he was younger. Yes. He, he was on, if you've ever seen Face Off, he was on I was literally just about to mention Face Off! He was on behind the uh, John Travolta when the kid gets shot. <laughs> spoiler alert. It's in the first five minutes. Yeah, so it's not a spoiler. It's literally how they open the Either movie. Either that or, like, he, like, his parents took him on. He was just deathly afraid of wooden horses. You know, that classic old cliche. Um, you know how it is. Does this guy just hate hiking? Uh, oh, it definitely sounds like he went to a park, park to hike, hike and then was like, man, I hate hiking. Okay. I'm going to leave a bad review. 
Sounds like people were very confused about Griffith Park. Are those the only Yelp reviews? No, those were the ones that were notable. The rest of them were like, I enjoyed my hike in Griffith <laughs> Park. Go hiking in the park. It would park be funny if those were the only two Yelp no, reviews. No, no, and no. you're just there like, were a couple why, are, I try to why find, are these people going to <laughs> I try to find like weird ones that are like really like out there and like kind of off. Like those two were out there. Boo really this out. park. Boo. I thought this was a park, not an amusement, amusement park. park. Confused, <laughs> very confused. Um, so <laughs> that is Griffith Park and the curse of Griffith Park. <laughs> Spooky. So, would we visit? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Totally. I, I kind of like camp there for a night to see what spooky shit yeah. would happen. Yeah. So, like, I would have gone there just to begin with just to see, like, where Adam West would drive out of the Batcave, because yeah. that's cool. But now also I want to... I want to go uh, see... Yeah. St- no. Yeah, um, Star Trek. I want to go see this tree on yeah. this table. Not the Hollywood sign? Yeah. Well, well I mean, I we'll wanna, see I the Hollywood, see the Hollywood <laughs> sign. But I, I want to see the table, because I want to inspect this tree and how it fell and how it was stupid these people were. I'm I mean, still hung up on it. You're very trees hung up on it. They don't because trees don't fall. Have you ever seen a tree fall over? <laughs> like I've seen I've yeah. seen trees fall yes. over. It's very loud before it hits the ground. They're very loud cracking. Yeah. Well you're assuming that they were very quiet. The tree is going <laughs> to be louder. You know, James. Because they were having public James. sex, so it can't be that loud. Or someone would be like, okay. "Hey, that's public indecency, and you're getting arrested." It's not your fault. It's okay. It's not your fault. I it's think not your fault, works. James. It's not. It's not your fault. It's not, it's not, not how any of it works. All right, and that is the end of the Griffith Park podcast, or not the. <laughs> the Let's Keep Driving podcast about Griffith Park and the Griffith Park curse. If you liked this. Liked it on like it on SoundCloud, leave a review. Make sure you're subscribed so you can stay updated. Every Monday we have a new episode that comes out. Um, thank you guys for listening and tuning in. Bye everyone.